Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. And my name is Alex, and joining us shortly will be Rob, and I'll explain in a minute. And this is episode 241 now of this never-ending, seamlessly never-ending project called LA Podcast. And joining us now via Skype, and we will explain in a minute why that is, is Rob. Hello, Rob. Hello. Did it, did I kind of feign there, like we've just we've just spoken now for the first time? Because obviously Rob and I have actually been chatting on Skype for about 20 minutes prior to recording yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it seems a lot more um, international when I do it this way. Does it? The only yeah. problem is I'm very conscious that in the background, uh, my cat is eating biscuits. So you can just hear him crunching away. I hope that's not being picked up on the, on the mic. So I apologise if it is. Well, the other thing is, is I've just realised, mate, that I've left my fan on because, of course, it's, we're having a heat wave in London at the moment and all over the UK. I've just turned it off now. So if anybody could hear that, I apologise. I will sweat it out for the benefit of the listeners so you don't have to hear the ambient noise of my little fan blowing on. It's the horrid today as well. It's really nasty. It's been nasty. like that for the last... It, it has. It's been... Hu- it has. It, it's a humid heat. It's an oppressive yeah. heat. Rob, it's what this it is. is what it was like in Thailand, by the way. It's, it's this oppressive heat where you have, you know, you have glimpses of the sun surrounded by this just humidity that, that just doesn't relent. And I, re- I remember, Rob, you telling me that the only release for you, the only escape, were those visits to the brothels. That was the only well, time you, Alex. Yeah, you know, the, you know, that's when the benefits are going there. Apart <laughs> from the young Thai women, of course, um, and the lady boys, and the lady boys, Rob. Um, why, why, why are you with me on Skype today? Let me explain to listeners. It's because, would you believe, listeners, for an entire, well, no, we're not even a week now, 10 days, a major road near where I live has been closed off, meaning that, it, Rob, it is literally traffic chaos. You Which can't go anywhere. Well, about, oh, well, don't, don't tell me that on the podcast. Hang on. No, but... no, I can. You know, that, you, know when we, you know when I drop you to the station on the way back and we drive down yeah. that big main road? Down the side oh, of Crystal okay. Palace. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. whole road is closed off. And what that means is it's oh, hitting the traffic everywhere else. So right now, there'll be a stream of traffic going down the uh, nearest road. Hey, it doesn't matter. The point is, the only way we could do this was over Skype. And uh, we have done it before, Rob, and uh, I think it's going pretty well so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that it helps that we've got a better internet connection and there's not a delay. Oh, yeah, because the last time we did it, you were on some trip away and we had to do it with you in the middle of a field, Yeah, that's, I was on residential. Yeah, was, that was a long time ago. When you say yeah. I was on residential, that makes it sound, Rob, like you're some kind of prisoner. You were a prisoner. No, Rob wasn't... wasn't in jail. No, I was one of the volunteers that went along with the young people. I wasn't there. Um, I, I was on day release. And that was to do with Rob's job, by the way, when he's saying that. He wasn't just stalking a group of young people. No, I hadn't just turned up at, a, you know, just this uh, this outward bound sense. It does also make it sound like you're working at a borstal. Uh, well, <laughs> I wasn't working at a borstal either. Um, I mean, I, let, we don't need to go into this now, Alex. It's not relevant. <laughs> right. Anyway, this is episode two, four, one. Rob, is there any news, podcast-related news? Obviously, well, or we I should mean, say, obviously today there's been two major resignations from the cabinet. We're oh. recording on the 9th of July, 2018. Um, and yeah. David Davis, Brexit secretary, has resigned from the Tory party, followed by Boris Johnson. It's unravelling, Rob. It really is. It just feels like Brexit. I mean, I mean, for a long time, it's felt like the wheels are coming off. But now it's not just the wheels. It's the roof. The engines come out. You know, <laughs> the light bulbs are blown. Everything's just falling to pieces. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, even now, in, uh, that Boris Johnson's resignation is purely to position himself for the Tory leadership. Do you, do you think that's true? Or? Rob, I just think that I mean, what an unfair allegation to making it. I can't recall a time when Boris Johnson has ever tried to further his own political interests at the expense of the country. <laughs> what a terrible thing to say. You're Honestly, right, I mean, right. no, no, he's just acting out of principle. David Davis is acting out of principle, obviously, but Boris Johnson, no way, no way is he acting out of principle. I- 
Yeah, I agree with that. It's a bit interesting. I can't remember the name of the uh, the toy MP, but one of the toy MPs actually described the uh, the current situation as a shit show, yep. which I thought was. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're not even they're not even trying to be um uh, trying to mince their words anymore. They're just telling it as. What it is. I love about the Tory Party is they they it always comes in cycles. This, but they can never resist tearing themselves apart ever. No, absolutely. And, and they the do it. They do it every it. every fifteen years or whatever it is. It's true, and not and most of the the Tory leaders I can think of in the in the, in the last maybe sort of 10, 15 years have been ousted by their own parties, not a general election. It's by by ministers literally well, either a vote of their popular confidence or resigning. But a lot of it's to do, isn't it? If your political persuasion is a bit more capitalist, dog-eat-dog, competitive, you're going to get those kind of people in the party who are going to be of quite course, backstabbing. Yeah. Rob, let's get on with the podcast. This isn't a political podcast for anyone who's just tuned in for the first time. You mentioned time. before, just very quickly, you mentioned about um, uh, the, uh, podcast-related news. I did. Um, I've already sent you the um, the fantastic uh, artwork that's been created by um, Face to Strange. More fantastic the, uh, artwork by Face to Strange. You put it on Facebook, I assume. So it's, on, wants... it's already on Facebook, yeah. The and it is a reference. Hang on, Rob. Before you... That is a reference to that artwork. If anybody wants to know, I mean, we have covered a place called Eagle Heights many times since then. But to hear the genesis of that, you have to go back to the second half of episode five. The first bit is Rob rambling on about a story about a, it was a story about gypsies, I think. But then, or something to do with that. But then you'll hear the second half all about a safari park in Ainsford. When you get to that bit, it goes on for about forty-five minutes. I'm not kidding you. Listen to it. Appreciate the it artwork by Face of Strange. What a, he's better than Banksy, Rob. Really, he's yeah, our Banksy. Well, the other thing I haven't sent you, which I'll send you. Uh, I I'm not sure. I did share it on the Facebook page. There was a, a picture. So, Face of Strange created a snarl T-shirt. Did he? I haven't seen yeah. that. Where is that? So, um, is that on the Facebook page? I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll see if I can email it to you now. No, so, basically, it, um, I can go to Facebook. Is it on Facebook? It is, it's on the Facebook page. You have right. to scroll down a bit, but it is on there. Uh, and it's brilliant. It's the kind of t shirt that I would buy. Oh my god, right? Hang on a minute. I'm really looking forward to this, Rob. I'm really looking forward to it. So, I scroll down. How, how far do I have to scroll down? Do I have to? Uh, hang on. I it might be easy if I just email it to you. Let me see if I can. Bear me a second. Um, oh, I've got it. Oh, got yeah. It? yeah. I did see that. I did. I, I did forgot. It. I yeah. It's absolutely brilliant with the Tigers and the M25. I, do you know what? The only thing I'm surprised about is that he didn't include a reference somewhere there to the Croydon Cat Ripper, the original name. Maybe there is subtly in there somewhere. Who knows? Well, we, for all we know, you know, he's actually tried to market these. Um, he might be working for Snarl. You know, this is another way for them to raise money. It could be. Uh, on that note, Rob, you've given me a perfect segue. So can I can I oh, run gosh. with it? Yeah, go on then. Right, good. Uh, hang on a minute, he says, not not being prepared in any way, shape or form. Hang on. Um, right, I mean, yeah. we're all on the ed- edge of our seats with, uh, with a Croydon Cat Killer update. Well, no, not so much. Kind of. Kind of. Right, this was in the new shopper, Rob, okay? Uh, by Liam McKinnery on the 2nd of July, so not that long ago. And the headline is, Sydenham woman catches man trying to steal her cats. Okay. And as you have been, uh, well, you know, Rob, you've got your cat very near you there. I keep telling you, you need to be careful. Uh, so this is my neck of the woods, where I live, listeners, Sydenham. A relieved Sydenham woman has warned people to be wary after catching a man apparently trying to lure away her cats. Sue Chapman had returned home from visiting a friend before encountering a man by her balcony minutes after sitting down. The 28-year-old has three cats, one called Joey, who's almost nine, and two sibling kittens, Shadow and Jack. 
I don't know why, but I get the feeling that Shadow is a popular name for a cat nowadays. Yeah, but it seems like there's a lot of thoughts gone into naming it Shadow, and the other one, yeah, you know, like you know, a moonlit shadow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect to hear Dave Angel on this podcast, but I'm glad. I'm glad I have. Quick tangent: Are you have you watched that new um, Paul Whitehouse and Bob Mortimer show? I was actually watching it today over lunch, and yeah. I have to say, I really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I'm two episodes in. I'm liking it as well. I wanted to talk to you about it. Yeah, it's it, it's yeah. It, there's something very nice about it. Although, God, it's frightening when you see how much they've aged. Yeah, it really is. And and uh, going back to you know being a long time Reason Mortimer fan, going back to you know Big Night Out and the smell yeah. of Reason Mortimer. Yeah. It really makes me realise that uh, I'm now approaching middle age. Yeah. And that makes me sad. Yeah. Same That's there. it. <laughs> she, she told New Shopper, I sat on the sofa before realising the cats were acting weird. I got out to the balcony and saw a man there. I said, what the fuck are you doing? He started muttering under his breath and I told him to get away from the building. He casually walked back up the road after trying to grab my baby. Now, by baby, I believe she means cat, by the way. Right. Although it's never made clear. Suey, who lives on the ground floor of a tower block near Perry Hill, I know exactly where she lives. Not that I was there trying to steal her cats, I should say that. Right now, for clarification, because that sounded really sinister. Then we can call the police now. She spotted the man with his arms stretched inside the balcony trying to entice the cats forward. So you think he's he's got his hand through a balcony, Rob, trying to... He could have just been friendly, but that's a bit over-familiar. His intention... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like he's being subtle about this in the slightest. No. She says his intention was to remove my pussy, she said. Sorry, my cat, she said. <laughs> my oldest one was very protective of the two younger ones. Both the police and Snarl were informed, Rob. See, oh, Snarl God. have now got equal parity with the cops, Rob, as they should. Is it basically, is it any sort of cat-related crime now that Snarl get involved? Yeah. Sue, Sue he added, cat kidnapping is on the increase, and from what I gather, they drug the cats for dogfighting. I want you to uh, digest Sorry. that, Rob. Sorry. Just Sue, say that again for me. Here we go. Suey added, cat kidnapping, Rob, is on the increase. And from what I gather, they drug the cats for dogfighting. Make sense of that. I mean, that's a first. I've never heard that before. Would you want to hear more? Um, She says they uh, use cats. They use cats as bait to start a dogfight. They drug the cats so they have no defense mechanism. That's horrific. Is it real though or fake news? I don't know. I she's, suspect it's probably fake news. She says, I'm very relieved nothing worse happened. The mother cat got hit by a car and fractured her pelvis recently and had to be put down. Oh. It's not relevant Alex, to the story. I'm, it's not relevant to the story. No, I'm though, very concerned that my cat, who is currently now sitting directly next to me, can hear all this and is taking this in. I mean, he, he's quite busy, to be fair, but, you know, he may maybe uh, secretly, you know, it might be seeping into his subconscious. Well, Boudicca Rising, Rob, of Snarl, as you know. Oh, yeah said that London has a major, major dogfighting problem. Given everything we know about how the killer operates and how organised he is, I would say it's highly unlikely. It's linked, she says. Our offender operates at night, during the dark, and this guy tried to steal our cats in the early evening. Bit pedantic. He appeared to be a bit worse for her, which again doesn't accord with someone who's managing to avoid leaving DNA or anything behind. How is the Croydon cat killer doing it, Rob? He's leaving no DNA or any evidence behind. I think this is the whole problem is no one's caught him in the act. And I don't know how I don't want to disperse the police in any way, but I don't know how vigorously they're, they're investigating these crimes. Do you want to hear two comments, Rob? Of course I do. Will Joyce says blinking cat burglars. Good. Right. And I yeah, yeah, particularly like Lewis two, three, four, who just says sound like he sounds like he'd had a few beers and fancied a bit of pussy. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the point. We don't know he wasn't going to bugger the cat. I mean, we have to consider these options. Okay, another nice segue, Rob. Oh my sweet lord. Okay, go on. Bit different, but this is down from the. This is from the BBC. I hope you didn't see this from the seventh of July. Um, oh, I've just had breaking news. Uh, Boris Johnson has said in his resignation letter that the Brexit dream, Rob, is dying, suffocated by needless self doubt. Because that's the only thing that's going wrong with this thing, Rob, that we doubt ourselves as a nation. Anyway, I'm going to continue. From the 7th of July, police investigate after cow seen in back of a car near M4 near Britain Ferry. Have you seen this? The pictures are extraordinary. No. So, hang on. So we're managed to... Are we talking... We're talking like a calf here. We're not talking a full-grown cow. Well, I'll, I'll, let's get on with it. Police have launched an investigation after reports a cow was seen in the back of a car on a motorway. Motorists were stunned after apparently seeing the large animal in the light blue Z- 04 Reg Volkswagen Passat on Friday evening. The Passat is quite a big estate car, Rob. Yeah, I know what Passat is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South Wales police said officers were looking into whether any road traffic or animal welfare offences had occurred. The RSPCA said it was extremely concerned about the images. Photographs being shared on social media appear to show a small or young cow taking up most of the back window of the estate car. I mean, it really is, Rob. One I'm image just, shows... I've just thought the, the story now. Let me just have a quick look. Oh, my sweet Lord. <laughs> <laughs> wow. One image I'm shows... One Sorry, image shows the car going past Junction 42 of the eastbound carriageway. It's not known why the animal was in the back of the car. Rob, why was that animal there? Alex, we both know the answer to that question. Sex. Cow yeah. sex. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's he's, always taking, the answer. he's taking it to a remote location and then he's going to suckle it to death. Maybe that. Um, uh, penalties for overloading a car include fines of up to £300 worth three penalty points. But wouldn't they, did, I would have thought there'd be a difficult penalty point if you're carrying a cow, you're not really allowed to do that, are you? I don't know. I mean, has he broken any laws? Do you mean, is there anything about carrying a cow in a car? I, not that I'm aware of. I think that's perfectly legal. I mean, okay. what he's going to do to the cow afterwards isn't, but... Right. Uh, Rob, third animal-related story. We're going to the Telegraph now. I'm sure you have heard about this. Maybe you haven't. 5th of July. Drunk seagulls taken to RSPCA centres after drinking discarded alcohol on beaches. <laughs> no, I hadn't heard that. Oh, heard really? This, this has been all over the news. This is a big deal, Rob. Drunken seagulls are being taken to the RSPCA welfare centres. Um, the RSPCA centre at West Hatch near Taunton, Somerset, had nearly 30 drunken birds reeking of alcohol. 30? Reeking of alcohol, Rob, in two wow. weeks. One theory is that they could be drinking leftover alcohol at beaches across the southwest, rendering them too drunk to walk or fly, Rob. I've got to mean, Alex, it just, it just sounds like the carnage after a festival. Do we not know there was not some sort of seagull rock festival taking place? Is that not a possibility? Yeah. Yeah, there could have been. I mean, it's fair to say that obviously I don't know how a seagull would Gullstock. play a guitar. I mean, it's <laughs> what was that? Goldstock. Brilliant. It's Brilliant. crap. It's crap. Right? Woodstock was. I always got confused with Woodstock Festival. Was Woodstock Festival named after Woodstock the Bird from Snoopy, or is it unrelated? Or was Woodstock the Bird in Snoopy named after the Woodstock Festival? I thought it, Woodstock was named after the place Woodstock in the US. But was it because of the festival? <laughs> what year was the festival? Uh, but was it the seventh? Was it the sixties? No, there's been many woods. When was the first? Oh, I've, I've no idea. It's in the sixties. I don't know when. Right, hang on a minute. Was Woodstock Snoopy named after festival? We must know this, Rob. The listeners must. I thought know. it was named after the town Woodstock. Woodstock that's was named Woodstock. after the three-day festival for peace and music. Yes. By the oh, late sixties, named after the festival. Yeah, by the late sixties, Charles Schultz was confident enough in his bird sketches to introduce. The, the bird, and he decided to call it Woodstock. 
I'm so glad. Because he was secretly a communist, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, right. I take that back completely against the uh, the family, you know, the estate of um, of Charles Schultz, who I'm sure would be very litigious in this instance. Of course he wasn't. I'm just being, you know, saying the kind of thing Trump might say. Yeah, anyway, no, back to the RSPCA and the seagulls. Um, it is also thought possible the gulls have scoffed grain byproducts from a brewery in the area. Vet David Cooper said the situation was very unusual. We've had a couple of isolated cases last year, but this year there's been a spate of cases. Let's be honest, teenagers are feeding cider to seagulls, Rob. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, all they need is, you know, they just need to, in some way, lure the, the, um, the seagulls in with the, the promise of chips, then get a funnel in its mouth and pour the Lamborghini straight down its neck. Also, how do you detox a seagull? I don't know. Some Just of the, in a room? What do you do? Some of the birds have been found unconscious or staggering and all were reeking of alcohol. Some gulls look terrible while others have been so poorly they died, Rob. Others have recovered after a day or so of rest and rehydration. They all seem to have ingested some sort of grain, possibly from a brewery. But it's odd because inquiries revealed these byproducts should only have trace amounts of alcohol left. A crew of six firefighters, Rob, were called to rescue a seagull behaving very erratically on a roof. But when it arrived, it had already fallen off and was sitting, shaking its head. Did you hear that, Surely. Rob? I did. I'd say surely there's so title in there somewhere. Well, hang on. Before that, just focus on the detail. A crew of six firefighters, six men to rescue one seagull behaving erratically on the roof. And the sea, when they arrived, it had already fallen off the roof and was sitting, shaking its head. <laughs> why would you? Why would you send six firefighters to rescue a seagull? Is well, you need one firefighter to talk it down, another one to try and boost its confidence, another one to wipe the vomit away from its mouth. You know. We don't know. I mean, have you ever seen seen a seagull behaving erratically? We just don't know what it's capable of. But I have eyewitness testimony, Rob, here. One of the uh, firefighters said when we arrived, he had already fallen off the roof. He was sitting, shaking his head, and then he tried to fly and nearly hit me in the face. I caught him and he threw up all over me and reeked of beer. This is a seagull. <laughs> is that really true? Yeah, this is from the... Yeah, I promise this is a firefighter's quote. No, not even the That's firefighter's quote. Sad. The manager, Rob, the watch manager. I, I, feel, I feel really sad for these seagulls. Lo locals in Lyme Regis believe the gulls are scavenging on beach beaches and drinking leftover beer. This Tragic is what this Alex. country has descended Tragic. to, Rob. I mean, this is it. It's not just the, it's not just the population. It's the bloody birds. Um, Joe Kersey says, seagulls truly rats with wings. Around the Great Lakes, United States, they were a horrible problem, what with all the droppings and aggressive behaviours. Finally, a stringently enforced ban on cleaning fish and throwing offal into the lake by the shore caused their numbers to drop to the point they are now just a minor annoyance. I think what he's saying is we need to stop littering, stop leaving chips lying everywhere. I saw a crow in Sainsbury's car park the other day, Rob, with a beak full of McDonald's chips looking very happy with itself. It's a very sad image, Al. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Bairstow says Southern Softies. Why? The Gulls and Scarborough have developed a taste for the stuff and can often be seen around the town having a bit of a dance and a sing, a sing song after indulging. When they sober up, they go back to mugging tourists. He's right. It's the South ones. They're just soft. They can't take the beer, Rob. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And uh, Chris Davidson says they're more than enough trouble when they're sober. Watch out when they start turning up at football grounds. <laughs> they could ruin the World Cup, Rob. They could, yeah. Do just they have... imagine all those, all those tickets being sold to... Drunken seagulls. It was ruining it for everyone. The noise, the fucking bird shit. It would be horrendous, Al. Do they have seagulls in Russia? Uh, yeah, but I think they're all being uh, employed by Putin. Well, they hidden cameras just... strapped to their beaks and their uh, and their uh, listening devices strapped to their beaks and cameras strapped to their uh, whatever their legs are called. Legs. Seagull legs. <laughs> <laughs> what a 
classic line. What are the legs are called? Legs, that's what they're called. <laughs> yes, but as you were saying, exactly that. Okay, mate, you got a story for us. Yeah, I mean, as we uh, often do on this podcast, things t- tend to dovetail quite nicely. Um, so my this my first story is also bird-related. Was that dovetail deliberate there, Rob? No, it wasn't. Oh, see, this it's just this kind of thing that just works so beautifully. No, that, that wasn't intentional. It was a lovely pun, Rob. Thank you. Um, so this uh, is from The Mirror. Um, it goes back a couple of weeks from the 20th. Rob, have you, correct, have you abandoned local news sources now? No, once no, and for all. all. I've got a local news story coming. Rob right just reads there. tabloid rags every day, don't you? Some of the story, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I saw the story and I thought, Al, the listeners are going to love this. Okay, in your day-to-day job, Rob, what do you have for lunch? Um, usually I tend to uh, take my own lunch. So it would be a sandwich, a selection of fruit, a uh, packet of crisps, yoghurt. All, all of that together, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. tends to be. Uh, and what about in the days that it doesn't tend to be? What do you do then? Uh, I might go out, might go to yeah. um, uh, Pret usually. Okay. Because I just had an image of you sitting in some fast food outlet each day reading reading The Sun or The Mirror. <laughs> well, like barbecue sauce dripping down my yeah. face on white shirt. Yeah. And, you know, the belly sort of heaving at the buttons as they separate. I'd, I never yeah, said I mean, that, Rob. I never said that. No, I know, but that part is true. Um, anyway, so it's from the 25th of June, uh, from the Daily Mirror, as I already said. Uh, this journalist is Elaine uh, McCahill. Headline, penguin killer who bashed six endangered birds to death with a stick gets away with just a £45 fine. Is this a human? A human battered some penguins to death with a stick yes. and was yes, charged 45 45- Sorry, Sorry, Rob. You have to pay more than £45 for some amusement. How much is Thought Park? Uh, they're probably about 45, 50 quid per person. Right, so Thought Park, 45 quid, 50 quid per person. So you've just told me that if I want to go out and beat some penguins to death with a stick for a bit of entertainment, <laughs> it will cost me £45. Yeah, I would say this This is in Tasmania, so do not do not do it in this okay. country. I'm sure Fly you'll, to be, you'll be arrested uh, oh, okay. and uh, imprisoned. I th- so, a problem that, Rob, though, because I think Craig's already out the door, Rob, before he heard that about Tasmania. Yeah, that's true. Craig, I mean, if you're still listening, come back. Don't beat those penguins to death. Look, you have enough. You have enough fun in your abattoir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, okay, the animals are already dead, but I, we, <laughs> we know that you like to pretend they're alive, not in a sexual way. I think you need to. I think we both need to attract all of that. We attract all of that. Sorry, yeah, Craig. Yeah, sorry, Craig. Right. Okay. So, uh, a 20-year-old man who battered six endangered penguins to death showed no remorse for his actions and got away with just a 45-pound fine. Why did he do it? What was his well, motive? I, well, this is this is my concern. I wonder if there's there's, there's a possibility of graduation theory here. Right. So um, Joseph Lee Jeffrey from Tasmania, who was sentenced to 49 hours of community service and bludgeoning six fairy penguins to death. Fairy? Fairy? Yeah, fairy. Fairy. Why fairy penguins. Fairy is in Little Wings in the Woods. Yeah, it's in Tinkerbell, yeah. yeah. Why? Why well, are they called fairy know. penguins? Um... I don't. Know. I think. I think that doesn't say whether. I don't know actually. I think it's because they're smaller than the average penguin. Right. So, uh, by the way, listeners, if you can hear me blowing my nose at all, it's because I actually have come. I've been suffering with the cold the last five days. Who gets the cold in the summer? I don't know, but I did. Anyway, fairy penguin. So he bludgeoned them to death. Right. Yeah, on, on Salford Beach on New Year's Day in 2016. Salford Beach. Salford. Oh, I was going to say Salford Beach. I don't think there's a beach in Salford, is there? But if there was, that wouldn't be Tasmania. 
No, no, that's a good point. Um, ABC reported that the court heard how nine birds were found dead, but it's not known how the other three died. Well, I think we can assume that it was part of the killing spree. Yeah, I mean, it, it may he may not have hit them with the stick, but he hit them with something. Maybe he kicked them. Or they were family members of the other, and they just died from a broken heart. I mean, before we know, they could have been drunk. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Just, yeah. And, you with, know, and then maybe they, they just had one too many. and Like these gulls. You know, they, they tried to fly, and they just met them in that way. Yeah. Magistrate Tamara Django told the court that the fractures of the bird's heads were compatible with blunt force trauma, and as a prolonged attack that went on for several minutes. Uh, a local man overheard the noises from a nearby campsite and discovered the bird's bodies when he went to investigate. She described Mr. Jeffrey's behaviour as callous. Sorry, sorry, the noises. So yeah. you're sitting at campfire and all you can hear is, fuck you, you penguin. <laughs> fuck you, you fairy penguin. What is this about? Why is this Say that, you wind bastard. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why I was anticipating that maybe the Why can't you fly? <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe he was angry at them because they, they, maybe in his head that he just believed that they were birds, they should be able to fly, and he just took his rage out when they couldn't. Maybe he thought he was helping them from an evolutionary perspective. Can't fly, you deserve to die. Can't fly, deserve to die. There's a new T-shirt. Face of Strange <laughs> with a penguin on it, looking rather uh, amused. I'm not sure that's going to sell. But can't you know, can't can fly, deserve to die, question mark. I think we need to make it a question, Rob, to start a yeah, debate that's... nationally. Do penguins deserve... Penguins can't fly. Here we go, Rob. On Question Time tonight, penguins can't fly. Or, or you know like one of those um, those morning shows like Kilroy used to be where they have story or, or radio segment yeah penguins can't fly do they deserve to die national <laughs> this is a conversation for this morning james o'brien lbc do you know what worries me i'm pretty sure there were people who, who would call in with a genuine opinion on that yeah, of course there would be rob <sighs> anyway um the court also told how he'd shown no remorse and continued to deny guilt mr jeffrey was sentenced to community service or to pay 45 pounds and will have a conviction for life his lawyer, uh, Gregory... Uh, Conviction yeah, for what? Lawyer. Penguin for murder. Yeah, penguin battery. And he's not allowed... Did you say he's not allowed to, any, within any... What, is, he, is he being prevented from being near penguins or other birds again? Doesn't say that. Right, so, no. he's, so 45 quid. What is the conviction? Can he still get a job? I mean, what's the impact of this? It doesn't say, Alex, I'm sorry to say. All we know is that, you know, this man... Clearly, it does say that he, there was some uh, possible mental health issues. But... Um, yeah, it doesn't say that he's that he's uh, had any sort of uh, restraining order from any sort of birds. He can still, you know, go and catch some tits in the garden and and do what he likes with those. Squeeze them, I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, it doesn't give a lot of detail, unfortunately. Pick up a penguin. No, in this case, do not do that. No, um, that was a so, chocolate bar that was popular when Rob and I were kids. Is, do penguins still make bars? Uh, I think so. To yeah, me, it yeah. seems like the kind of thing you'd have in your pat lunchbox, Rob. Yeah, do you know, I, I must admit, I never was never a fan of a, of a, of a penguin. Uh, a gold bar, that's a different issue altogether. I agree. I thought penguin bars were crap. Do you know what I also thought were just fucking awesome? I don't understand with the big uh, the, the big deal. Uh, wagon wheels. Yeah, never they're... liked a wagon wheel. No. The idea is nice, but in execution, no. Right, Rob, you got another story for us. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Okay, so the next one is a local paper. It's from the Gloucestershire Live. Um, the Citizen. Uh, it's from the 5th of July, and it's by Alex Wood and Jenny Phillips. Two and journalists. Two journalists. Two here. journalists. That's right, yeah. Right. They, had, they, had to, they had to apparently uh, cooperate to get the story out in time. Um, never mind the boar. Bears to be introduced in Gloucester Woodland next year. Bears? 
bears. Introduced. You can't artificially introduce a bear. What are they going to do? Borrow one from another country, shove it in the woods, and hope it survives? Pretty much, yeah. Right. It's more or less exactly that. So we've had boar, deer, those black cats are signs of Labradors, and even a report of wars roaming the glossy woodlands in recent years. But now a new scheme will release black bears into ancient forests. What? You can't just release, but what about the public? What about them? You could get killed by a bear. Yeah, well, that's that's your own fault. Is this true? I quite like it. If this is true, I'm going to go down there and see the black bears. Up this there, is absolutely wherever. true. The multi-million pound conservation project called, appropriately enough, Bear Wood, could open by next year. So South Gloucester Council gave, gave the scheme um, the green light earlier this week. According to, to Bristol Live, uh, Nigel Simpson, head of operations at Wild Place Project, said, we are thrilled to announce that we've given the go-ahead for the scheme. Wild Place Project is continuously growing, uh, and the new Bearwood attraction, uh, sorry, the new Bearwood addition would mean that guests get closer to these species in a natural setting and see how they once would, would have lived along with each other. I like the name um, Bearwood. Bearwood is nice, isn't it? Yeah, but I think you know it's more than closure. They're, they're going to cordon it off. They're not roaming free. No, I don't think that this guy's going to sort of turn up with a transit van, open the back doors, push a bear out and drive off. So it's basically it's basically see. a bear in a cage in the middle of a wood. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's I think no, not so much a cage, just maybe like a, a nice fenced off area. It doesn't matter what it is, but look at the lesson of Jurassic Park. This is all going to go horribly wrong, Rob. Horribly wrong. This is like the beginning of a yep. movie. We're going to introduce bears into Gloucester Forest in an enclosure. What happens next? The bears go mental. Death, Rob. Destruction. You're right. And then all of a sudden, they've, they've had to cordon off the whole of Gloucestershire. Then they go back and see if the bears are still alive, and it turns out they've 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 Escaped. bred, they've mutated. Yes. Suddenly they you know they're 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 now ha- ha- hairy raptors. Alien bear, Rob. You're right. Al. Genetic yeah, you're right. Oh, genetic mutation scheme. Rob, Rob, does this country need to go through any more than it's already been through without somebody, some crazed lunatic pursuing their dream of this bear sanctuary, only for it to go terribly wrong, Rob? Like I said, it's it's a it's a it's it's a living nightmare waiting to happen, Rob. Do you know what? I've been reading some of the comments underneath our YouTube videos, and I, and I honestly think... Oh, have we got some? Uh, well, let's put it this way. I think that uh, bears being introduced to certain parts of the country would actually be an improvement. Oh, right. Which which videos have they been commenting on? <laughs> well, I, I, it, it, it was more of a comedy. Al. There's, you know, no, no one's commented. <laughs> so you're just making up shit, Rob, for comic it, effect. It was, it was a comedy subterfuge, subterfuge I'll be honest, yeah. Uh, while we're on that note, Rob, I'm just going to uh, check uh, to see. Um, oh, my God, Rob, this is great. Our Alan Partridge video, yeah, Richard Maidley. Yeah, Guess yeah, how many yeah. views it has now? Well, what were we, about 8,500 last time? Ten, 10K, Rob. Amazing. That's great. 10K, 10,000 views, four comments. Oh, right, really? And somebody just says robotic carcass. Oh, that's because that was a Richard Madeley quote. And another yep. person says, oh, it's a good paper, <laughs> which I like. Anyway, I don't know why we've gone off on that tangent. Um, no. are you, are you, you're done there, Rob. Can I, can, shall I'm I... done. I'm, I think just move on to the listener story. Uh, no, hang on a minute. We're not ready for the listener story. I've got, I've got oh, another okay. one. Oh, okay. How dare I you? Go ahead. How dare you try and... Uh, Rob, the trouble is, Rob, I'm inundated at the moment with, with, with I think, good stories. Um... I'm just trying to choose another one here. I think it probably has to be this one. I think it has to be. 
Right. Okay, Rob, this is from The Telegraph again. Uh, by Saptashi Ray, their New Delhi correspondent. Did you hear about this? 30th of June. Can I just stop you for a second? So you've had two stories from The Telegraph and one from BBC. And and, and the new shopper. And the new shopper. One story. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. making that point. Carry yeah. on, Al. It's a, it's a good point. Well made, Rob. Well yeah. done. Well done for making it. <laughs> Thanks. Hope you're proud of yourself. I am. Indian wedding descends into mass brawl after grooms spooked by lightning. <laughs> this is a great story, Rob. Sorry, is the groom a dog? <laughs> well, listen, Rob. An Indian groom's apparent fear of lightning prompted the bride to call off their wedding midway through the ceremony, leading Rob to a mass brawl. Fuck off. The woman from the eastern state of Bihar refused to marry her betrothed after he started behaving in a strange manner, in quotes, when lightning hit a nearby field during some of the wedding vows, police said on Friday. I reckon he was secretly shagging a cow and he was worried that the cow was being hurt. So yeah, he got, distra- he got distracted. The bride... I mean, what was he doing? Like hiding underneath the tables? You know, that kind of thing? <laughs> the bride from Chitra- Chitrasanpur village in the Saran district called off the marriage when the groom said that he was afraid of lightning and started to act differently, in quotes, following the strike. The groom's relatives immediately protested as some of the wedding rituals had already been performed by the priest, but they were assaulted by the people on the bride's side, police said. It resulted in a violent melee between the two families. Police told reporters after the lightning, the groom behaved as if he was afraid of it. The bride publicly announced she would not marry him, citing his unusual behaviour. The duty officer in charge at the police station said three of the bride's relatives were arrested and held in custody for attacking the groom's family reported the Indo-Asian News Service Agency. Marriages in India are huge social events as well as big business and some get halted for all manner of bizarre reasons. There was previously the case of a bride who left flabbergasted by her drunk new husband, husband's snake-tipped lascivious dance moves left the ceremony in tears last year. In April this nice. year, a marriage was called off after a heated argument flared up between a close relative of the bride and a cousin of the groom over an extra rascola, an Indian sweet. Last summer, a wedding was called off by the groom's family after they found out that meat was not served at the function. That's it. We're leaving. Can I just ask, what was he doing? Does it, does it not no, say what his behaviour no, was? doesn't. In 2016, no, I just think he appeared slightly frightened. That was it. He's not a man, Rob. You want to be with a man. You want to be in somebody who's afraid of lightning. In 2016, a shortage of ice cream at a marriage led to a brouhaha between two families and resulted in a small riot in which three police officers were injured. That's absolutely fair enough. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, Rob. It is time then for our listener story of that week. Lovely. Well, this is from Steve. Um, it's from the... Steve in Derby. I think, that, isn't that the second week we've heard something from Steve? Possibly, yeah. I'm trying to think, what was it last week? Well, it's been a while, so I can't think. <laughs> anyway, so it's from the Burton Mail. So it's Burton on Trent, I suppose, to Derby. Uh, it's from the 28th of June and the headline. Is that, I presume Man- Burton is the home of the original Burtons, Mail's clothes shop that I don't think exists anymore. No. Right. But what are you talking about? Burton still exists. Does it? Where? There's loads, Alex. What are you talking hang about? Hang on a minute, Rob. Just I'm because gonna... it's below you. Rob, hang on. No, nobody said it was below me. It's because the only one that was there I ever saw is not there anymore. There's no need for that. I really want to see if Burton's is still around. Yes, Burton's menswear is still around, listeners. I've just been to their website. They've got 60% off on their website right now and, appeared, been... and, appear, right, and appear to have um, Jamie Redknapp as their model on their front page. Well, he's not doing a lot these days. So that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, 
all I'm saying is, Al, that, you know, there's a lot of things you don't seem to appear to know about. You don't know what home bargains is, B&M. You're just, you know, you're just painting yourself as this, this middle class, but I don't, don't liberal elite. But I don't understand. I live in out South... of touch with a common person. Rob, I live in South East London, right? Where we've got shops you've never heard of. I think the problem is South East London isn't even good enough for some of these shops that you're talking about. <laughs> no, but it's true. No, that could be true. Yeah, no, that could be true. Anyway, I mean, our pound still, shops, right. Rob, our pound shops on Sydenham High Street have no name. Some of them literally have no name. None. There's not even a board. There's not even an advertising hoarding there, Rob. There's no. Some of them just, just stripped out. Sorry, I think I just whacked the mic yeah. there. Anyway, go on, Rob. Listen to the story of the week. Steve from Derby. Shoot. So headline: Man bewildered after his car after his parked car was filled with birdseed while shopping. Was filmed what? After his park parked car was filled with birdseed <laughs> whilst he was shopping. Filled with it. Well, this is yeah. a revenge attack, isn't it? Rob, there's a, Rob, Rob, hang on a minute. Rob, throughout this whole podcast, there's been a, a, a thread about birds. There has. Seagulls, Woodstock, penguins, now birdseed. See, this is the thing, Alex. I think that there's some sort of cosmic power. And, and, you know, there's a part of me that generally believes that maybe the, the, the groom from the last wedding was spooked. Maybe he was superstitious. And that lightning strike said everything he needed to know. And just like now, you know... The, the planets have aligned and there's a, this, this, this through line that consists of birds. You're right. And it was the Indian guy that we saw driving with the cow in the back of his car. Left there the we wife, go. hooked up with the cow, off on their honeymoon. See, how can people not believe in this kind of thing? Yeah. All the clues are there. Anyway, back to the story. So a swatting cot shopper was left bewildered after he returned from his 10-minute shop to find his car had been filled with birdseed. Sorry, how do you do that in 10 minutes? That is one efficient vandal. No? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, all you do, I mean, it's not that difficult to basically... I mean, they were, not, we're not talking like it was filled from floor to ceiling. Right, but were the, were the windows open? I assume so, yeah. It must have been. Because how else would you... If the windows were closed, how would you get birdseed in the car with the windows closed? Well, maybe left the car unlocked, unless... Because no, anyway, well, we'll come on to that. So the man who wished to remain a lot remain anonymous. Okay, uh, he's embarrassed. Oh, he's, he's embarrassed. He left the roof down in his convertible Mini Cooper, where he popped into Home Bargains. I mean, again, I've just discussed Home Bargains. So, Look Rob, oh, that is weird. Rob, do you think then this is envy? The the, the the average person who goes to Home Bargains ain't affording any kind of convertible. There's a convertible park. There's a convertible parked outside, and the and 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 the person is such a. a, a a poser that they've left the roof down. Somebody's seen that and thought, you know what? Fuck you. I'm I, I, I'm pouring birdseed into your car and I'm hoping that you get descended on by drunk seagulls looking for food. Do you know what? I think you're absolutely spot on. Yeah. Someone has obviously seen him jump out of the car, probably slide down the bonnet, go into home bargains, <laughs> probably for some cheap shampoo. Who knows? Uh, and the person's come out with, you know, 10, 10 kilograms of birdseed. And thought, fuck you. That's all he can afford. Fuck you for rubbing my face in my in my in my poverty. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it, all the all the science points to that. So, um, as we said, so he was in, he popped into home bargains at the Pipeworks shopping centre around 7 p.m. on Friday, June 22nd. The shopper returned from the store about 10 minutes later to find that someone had poured what appeared to be birdseed all over his chairs and the floor of the car. His partner, who also wishes to remain anonymous, said, "We normally leave the car roof down when." Uh, we normally leave the car roof down when we're there because we don't expect anything like this to happen. We you normally leave the car roof down when we're there as a status symbol and to rub other people's faces in the fact that they don't have what we have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can all read the subtext there. Yeah. Um, 
we only popped into, 10, uh, into home bargs for 10 or 15 minutes, uh, sorry, for five to 10 minutes even, uh, and we parked quite close um, so people can obviously see the car. We came back and it was filled with birdseed. What I'd love is, um, ironically, we popped in there to buy birdseed, but when we got back, we didn't really need any. <laughs> we just opened the door and held our, and held our shopping bag. Yeah. Um, we've been talking. We think it was, it was someone waiting. For, we've been talking. We think it was someone waiting for someone to come in a soft top. So they're trying to maintain that there was someone apparently waiting outside the store just for this kind of opportunity. I have to say that waiting outside home bargains, waiting for somebody to roll up in a convertible, is you could be waiting a long time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a You'd be lucky point. if somebody even has a car. You know. Unless they've been they've been involved in some sort of action where you know the five guys had cut their roof off or there's a hole in the roof yeah. of the car. Most people it's just drag high. themselves along the floor to home bargains. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, um, he was in there for such a short time, so would have had to go in there and buy birdseed. Not necessarily. You know, they might have had their own you know secret supply of birdseed. Uh, when we got round the corner to Morrison's, we managed to hoover it. Um, but it was all in the clutch. So it was quite dangerous. We had to sort out the valet the next day. It cost about 30 to 40 pounds. Again, she's bragging. Yeah. To have it cleaned. Um, we just couldn't believe it. We just didn't expect anything like, anything like this to happen. And you reported it to the local paper. Why? Well, you know, trying to cover the cost of the valet. Rob, did they pour the bird seed in their own car for attention? I think it's possible. Do you think that's they've they've gone to a wide audience by saying that they wanted to expose the fact they've got a soft soft top uh, Mini Cooper <laughs> by going to the local paper and saying, "Look, we." But then, if you're going to do that, why would you remain anon- anonymous? Oh yeah, ah, oh, that that does break my theory. No, okay, Drop forget that. Yeah. Um. Now, Craig, Craig, not it's Steve. Even said uh, to to pay close attention to the comments by Spider Pig. So, um. Spider, spider pig spider pig does whatever a spider pig does anyway. yep uh he just says again these idiots and mindless fools live, live, live amongst us they hide in plain sight <laughs> the voice of doom it's true they do amongst the seagulls what does that mean so sorry there's a comment from blue nose 97 who said someone needs to do bird for this is that is that a slang term from prison that I'm, I'm not aware of must be. I've never heard of it. Someone needs to do bird for this? No. Um, I mean, there's a really, really poor joke from uh, for Rail Ale, who just says, did you tweet about this on Twitter? No. I mean, no, no. just try harder, mate. Well, can, can, we, can, we, can we do better, Rob? Because we're often not that great. So if we're leaving a comment, come on. Let's put our money where our bloody mouth is. We're always taking the piss out of these commenters. We have to comment on a story and come up with a funny joke. Bird seed. Right, so bird seed. Bird. What a seed... Uh, I hope some of the co- the commenters succeed in making making better comments. That's 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 all right. It's out the Les Dennis school. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, oh, actually, hang on. There's a good comment here by Big Screen who says that was a cheap trick. As in cheap, cheap, cheap as in bird. Right. Yeah, we're going to stop this because I'm I I really don't like puns that much. They make me lose the will to live. Rob, that's a really bad pun now. I'm not sure I even got it. <laughs> is that is that it, Rob? Yeah, that, that's it, yeah. Right. Um, that's because I've got a cold. That's my excuse. Rob, that brings this episode of LA Podcast, I assume, to a close. And we look forward with a mixture of eager anticipation, yet trepidation to our next episode, which will be, would you believe it, episode 242? Yes. Uh, and we have, Rob, uh, as, as is the way with Skype, we have had a couple of random disconnects. But hopefully you haven't noticed the edit that I have produced is that seamless. The edit that I've still got to do while I'm saying this, but when you hear it, will already be done. Isn't that weird, Rob? 
when yes. you dwell on that for too long, you know, it can uh, it can hurt your brain. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as we move ever more forward, Rob, like a man being frightened by lightning during his own wedding, realising he's made a terrible mistake, realising that lightning strike is a sign from the heavens, Rob, leaving his bride-to-be and shacking up with the cow that he's been secretly shagging for the last two weeks and just driving off, Rob, like Thelma and Louise, to their, no doubt, eventual demise. Just like that, we move <laughs> ever more forward to our next episode, which okay. will be LA242. We can be found on our website, which is lapodcast.net. Listen, if you go there, every single... Fuck... Sorry, I don't need to swear. Every single episode is available there to download for free. But of course, they're all there as well on the Apple Podcasts app. They're all there really on any podcast app you choose. But if you do use the Apple Podcasts app, please leave us a review. We really do appreciate those reviews. Please go on to YouTube and look at those videos that are getting 10,000 views. 10, that, Rob, have you taken that in? 10,000 people have looked at that video. Yeah, I find that very difficult to believe. Go to well, it, well, it, well it's true. It's a fact. Go to LA. Yeah. It's a fact. Go to lapodcast.net on YouTube. Just just type it in, and you'll see our logo come up. Click on it. You'll see a few videos there. Um, we can be found on Twitter at, at LA Podcast, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash LA Podcast. So if you want to send us a story, you can tweet it to us, post it on Facebook, or email us the good old fashioned way. That's really where we get most of them, isn't it? To our LA Podcast inbox, Rob. LA Podcast yep. at lapodcast.net at gmail.com that's lapodcast.net at gmail.com and if you want to donate to the Worthy Course It's This Podcast you can go to our website there is a donate button there and you can help fund this extravagantly produced Rob podcast because it, you know everybody can hear the quality oh absolutely yeah I mean that goes without saying Al uh, and we'll be back next week hopefully not over Skype hopefully Rob will be back in the palatial uh, LA podcast studios but we, we will find out but uh, yeah we'll see how this works Rob I think it will have turned out okay I hope so I really do are you satisfied Rob with this episode do you feel a sense of inner satisfaction and peace I mean if there's nothing else Al I'd just like to say that we've definitely recorded an episode great thanks mate right thank you for listening everybody God bless and keep it local Thank <laughs> you.